Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 54 with Ben Vanden Meilenberg. Ben- mm, close, dude. Vanden Weimelenberg? Benjamin Vanden Weimelenberg. God. I was like not going to. I was like. I had the temptation to make a a bit out of like trying to pronounce his name, but I did that for like <laughs> six minutes in the episode, so I was like, "Yeah, you you'll, know you'll don't do it, treat don't do you're... it." <laughs> but then I accidentally messed it up. I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> you nailed it, actually. The very first I know, I know. Show, but... <laughs> wow. Well, okay, I'm making up for it. Uh, and yeah, he is the founder of Woodchuck, uh, WoodchuckUSA.com. If you're interested, they make some really cool products for phones and for all sorts of things. I have a flask. It's got this like cool wood veneer on it. Pretty yeah, they it. basically make wooden cases and constructions for products that aren't typically made of wood, give it a nice crafted feel, and they have very high quality product. And, and they're local. they have a commitment. Yeah, they're local, and they have a commitment to keeping all of the products and the uh, labor in the United States, bringing jobs to the U.S., uh, it's a it's an admirable cause, mm-hmm. and it comes with its own challenges, which is what we talked about on the episode. A bit crazy that we haven't gotten to that topic before. It took us fifty four episodes, but uh, we had a really enlightening conversation with him, and he was very candid about the challenges mm-hmm. you face as an entrepreneur, and um, just how to turn those into opportunities. I think was totally. I think he's a good, really good example of like mindset focused. And not so concerned about all of the stuff. You know, there's like so many things, so many little elements we get caught up in, especially entrepreneurs, especially people trying to quote unquote make it. But I think he just has a great mindset and he's just powering on through. Absolutely. Um, And thank you to this week's sponsor, SaneBox. Uh, They help me power on through with my email. They make my email life much easier. They filter out all the crap. It's like a spam folder times 12 times like customizable I think I pay, I honestly don't even know. I think I pay like $4 a month or something. And I can honestly say, I bet it saves me one to two hours a week. So especially that's for, worth it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> if it saved me 12 minutes, it would be worth it. Like anybody who bills for time, especially it's like those sorts of tools are unbelievably helpful. So a uh, big shout out to Sanebox for sponsoring. And uh, I think you can head over to sanebox.com slash ad slash 10 K H R S. And uh, we'll get a little kickback. So, yeah, if you're going to check it out, and we think you should, definitely do that. Thank you to Sandbox again for your sponsorship. And thank you, Ben Van and Y. Mellenberg, for taking the time to join us on episode 54, Challenges. Nailing the challenge. You rose. You killed it. And they wore their helmets, and yeah, they were, like, around this, like, table, and yeah, there was, like, was just so weird. this fucking meeting of the music Illuminati. And yes, like- right. Vince. Grant. Here we are, in studio. What a treat, by the way. Love to have in studio once. Oh, baby. And I want to know, right off the bat, let's just start it how we do. I don't want... Okay. How do we do? You know, because sometimes it's like, ugh, I hate when people, you listen to a podcast, it's like, get to the point, you know? Come Just on Just start the show. What is this, pre-roll? We've already had an intro. We're going to tack an intro on this, so just tell me what you're working on. 
Oh, and there it was. All right. I, I almost missed it. I snuck it you in. snuck it in there. Uh, at work, back at work, busy at work, writing for the Health Spot website, which is a cool new medical Healthspot.org? Uh, is a good guess. .net, actually. Oh, what? <laughs> Healthspot.net. It's you, a weird one. Yeah, I, I actually don't know why, but it is .net okay. uh, if you want to check it out. But um, it's not up yet, obviously. Anyway, busy at work with that. Uh, writing a couple of short stories. I'm actually recently inspired by a dream my mother had that she wow. shared with me when she visited recently. And I told her I would adapt. Did she share it with story. you in a dream? Did you meet her in... Uh, we were talking in real life. Oh, okay, real life. Okay, so human she was to human regaling face to face. Her. Yeah, we, okay. it wasn't like a, an Inception dream okay. share scenario. Uh, but yeah, just keeping busy, man. What like about you? Beat. You had a busy weekend. Yeah, real busy weekend. I am currently in post uh, cutting together this Vasky video. Um, real tired. <laughs> but it's good. It real... Yeah, man, I haven't, had, I haven't been this busy in a while. Um, also, you gotta fucking send me one of your short stories. Oh my if God, I go I back know. like nine episodes, like for, oh, for six of them, you're promising. Man, why you gotta why you gotta put me to the coals? Well, the why why is, do you gotta put me to put yeah. you to the coals? No, you're, that's fair. That's fair. Put it back on me. Uh, you know, do you ever get this thing where you like do like seventy five percent of like three things, but you never do one hundred percent of one? That's like my greatest fear. That's that's my life. Oh uh, man, well that's but, kind of uh, my life too. But no, I, I, they're, they're, I ship they're, it. They're they're coming up though. You'll you'll read them soon. Yeah, I'm sure. You. Oh, okay. Oh well, hey, yeah, what do you want from me? No, <laughs> no fair. I'll let action speak. Cool. Looking forward to seeing those. Also in studio, like I mentioned, what so a treat! Cool. Usually we're on the we're on the phone. You can't read their body language. We got it's, Skype. It's because we have these internet issues. Mm, mm-hmm. But today, here we are in studio and with a local. I was gonna say, and with a local legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in some ways, we'll give it to you. Uh, God damn it. So this name is we you know maybe we'll just let him do the first No the first no one. no right, I want to take a run at it. I want to take a run. It's a doozy though. It's a doozy of a name. Okay, so first off, he is the founder and CEO of Woodchuck, woodchuckusa.com. Go check that stuff out. Really cool products. I received a flask uh with a Woodchuck uh, the Woodchuck treatment. Would you call it that? Yeah. It's got the wood on it. Uh, real cool for Christmas. But I'm going to try your name now. It's Benjamin is the first part. And that that's part is pretty part. We easy. We nailed it. Hey, yeah. You nailed it. Thank you. Do you, go, you prefer a Ben or a Benjamin? Ben is fine. Okay. Ben thank you. Fine. Thank you. That seems fair. You know, because the <laughs> last name is like... The last name is tough. So, okay. Vanden Weimelen, Weimelenberg. Weimelen. That's it. Vanden Weimelenberg. That's it. Like on point? That's it. On what point. Hey, yeah. Nicely done. done. Nicely done. I think we'll drop in like probably like a celebratory theme like song. Like one of those like classic <laughs> canned crowd noises. We should do that. For every time we make a good point, we should just start dropping in some sound bites. Homie, it'd be all sound bites. Cool. Man. Well, if you if you hear a sound bite in a couple of seconds, we did that. If you don't, we didn't. And now... <laughs> Insert tape side A <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the podcast. Hey, thank you, yeah, ben, thanks for so us, much man. for joining us. Very excited. You bet. you bet. And thanks for coming to the studio. You bet. Yeah, so I would like, I think for people who don't know, maybe tell them a little bit about Woodchuck. I- I'm a big fan of the product, have been for a few years. I was just recently introduced, but they look sensational. And like, I realized, I actually had a moment because I stopped by and I, I got the tour. I forget the guy's name. Real nice fella. But I had a moment. I was like, oh, shit. We actually like worked like peripherally together yeah. on that Red Bull project, which yeah. is one of my favorite projects. 
where they did like the cases, phone cases, and yep. maybe the insert part. Yep. With totally. the Mai Loco Mai. Did you do that part? Yep. Absolutely. Nice. I wrote, I was writer on that project. Really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Woodchuck. Yeah, totally. Well, um, we are a little bit under three years old now. Uh, started the company as a uh, student in the architecture program at the University of Minnesota. Uh, drinking a beer late one night, kind of came up with the idea to. Um, slap a piece of wood on a phone and uh, that was broken showed it to a couple buddies <coughs> here and there and um, they liked it sold it for 20 bucks bought some more beer and started kind of <laughs> making them here and there uh, so we started selling to kind of some local shops just Bibelos, Patinas that kind of thing oh yeah um, and then when we wanted to scale it we actually started reaching out to retailers and within six months we had landed in all 1800 Target stores and Best Buy stores across the US wow that's not too uh, bad not shabby yeah so not bad not bad but uh, we kind of realized after watching a Simon Sinek TED talk uh, called Start With Why ooh buddy you guys like that one? Oh, I'm a huge fan. I'm a, I was advocating as far as books last year that I read that I advocate for nonfiction. Uh, Leaders Eat Last, number one. Yeah, absolutely. And I send his 99 U talk that he gave on Leaders Eat Last to everyone. And of course, I, like I was introduced yeah. to his work by uh, Golden, Golden Circle Vibe. Yeah, uh, start with why. So yep, good. Start with why. I yeah. mean, so we'll show it, notes that it's it's awesome. It uh, it completely changed kind of the direction of what we were doing with the company. We refocused. We rebranded. Um, and uh, came up with the mission of putting nature back into people's lives and bringing jobs back to the U.S. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So we uh, basically from that, we expanded into over 250 different products. We started doing flasks, cufflinks, high-end fashion accessories and started really focusing on partners as opposed to retailers. So we started working with uh. Uh, you know companies like Red Bull and Six Speed and uh, we started working with – well. Most recently, with companies like the Lakers, the Timberwolves, Facebook, Instagram, uh, I've heard of those. And yeah, I mean, they're like kind of there's like tech startups, like more, little you know, a couple small tech startups. Yeah, a couple of mom and pop <laughs> yeah. websites. Mom and pop <laughs> Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Instagram is with the filter. Yeah, and it's like right. photos and then the face, face <laughs> Facebook, Facegram. Oh, and I, uh, Maybe, maybe it's Facebook. Yeah, I'm familiar. But, but uh, well, anyway, that's fun. I mean, so that, yeah, yeah, basically, we kind of started building these partners and, and realizing that we we're doing a lot in the corporate gifting space, and we were more than just a product company. We were a company that was about putting nature back into these companies. That's cool. I mean, I think it rings authentic too. That's <laughs> I, I see a lot of people who maybe saw that uh, Simon Sinek TED talk, yeah. and they're like, they just have the biggest bullshitty missions that are just so far like so abstract or so far from anything real that's but, the beauty of but, a mission though right you yeah. can so tell it's so obvious when someone's mission is bullshit yeah so the just the fact of having a mission is a good litmus test in the first place but as grant was saying we think yours is is authentic it's a it's something good something you can hang your hat on yeah Authentic is it's a hat hanger. One of our brand words, so that's good. Oh, oh perfect! Five brand all right, words. let's try to hit five. <laughs> yeah, we let's try five. to hit them all throughout let's the course unearth of the them. Cool. You know, yeah, every, one every one. like ten minutes or if, so. If we hit one, you gotta you gotta call it out though. All right, cool. And we'll be adding a, more, a sound drop effect. Drop some more sound effects yeah, yeah. in there, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Family Feud style. Oh yeah, survey says. Oh yeah, you know what? We're gonna do a full motion graphics piece to accompany this. God. It's gonna be awesome. It's just it's rampant the oversell <laughs> that happens with you, Grant. Um, you know what? That's one of the challenges we run up against every week. See Which what I is, did there? Yes, it is. Oh, perfect segue because this week's topic. 
and I think it'll be framed well by your company and your mission, uh, it is challenges. And what kind of hurdles do we face? And so, is sometimes taking the tougher road to an accomplishment in the name of a mission or in the name of our principles set us up for more challenges? Mm. Obviously, yes. Uh, but can it be worth it? Yeah, I feel like challenges too, uh, in my experience, it's like those, how people respond to those is usually a pretty good indicator of like how well they'll do. Yeah, um, it, you know, if, if you think about like advice that people, you know, people coming up in general, it's like, get, like be resilient. That's probably the most important thing because that's all you're going to face is challenge after challenge after challenge. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about like what were the first challenges you ran into or what was the biggest like fuck up right away? Yeah. I'm sure you did, <laughs> right? There were so many. Uh, and it was humble so beginnings, right? It was, a, yeah. it was a beer and a broken phone. Yeah. I mean, you got you start from the bottom, right? Yeah. yeah. And now... And we're, okay, sure. okay. So, yeah, stop, still there. Still, still there. <laughs> um, About no, a man. I mean, uh, it, seriously, challenges are exactly like you said. They come up every day. Uh, and as a business owner, it's literally every single day, but you can view them as problems or you can view them as opportunities. Um, and it's the, the biggest thing I've learned as an entrepreneur. And, um, I mean, I wouldn't have considered myself an entrepreneur, you know, three years ago. Um, I think the biggest thing that you, when you become an entrepreneur, you, you hold this mindset of that challenges are actually opportunities or things that, normal people might see as negatives are actually learning lessons for you. And it's just another stepping stone uh, along the way. Whereas normal people or non-entrepreneurs might say, um, well, fuck, I just actually, can we swear on this thing or no, uh, you you're going to have to leave. Oh, wait. Okay. No, I already did. We're good. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, basically normal people would say, you know, Oh crap. Uh, I don't know. Or would they say fuck? Oh, they'd say, Oh fuck. <laughs> um, what am I going to do? I, I must, I'm going to have to shut down shop. I lost $30,000. Sure. Yeah. Whereas an entrepreneur Did that happen says, to you? Oh, absolutely. That wasn't even the worst one. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, and, go on. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, they say, you know, well, I'm going to have to close down shop. Where an entrepreneur says, that sucked majorly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Objectively, and, yes. And uh, I'm going to have to learn from that, not do that again. But how can I use that to fuel me or how can I use that to amplify what I'm doing or learn for the next thing? Mm-hmm. So I, I really think that's the biggest thing about challenges in the difference between entrepreneurs and doers, basically. Yeah. No, that's good. I think it's it's people who ask the question, instead of, I think instead of wallowing, or feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. I think it's now what? You know, it's yeah. always just a forward motion or maybe maybe a lateral move, maybe yeah. even maybe a step back, but yeah. I do think there is this like this crazy engine that drives entrepreneurs especially. It because it's like uh, a desire to attain that yep. which is like almost unattainable. Yep. It's just like a constant challenge. Yep. So, something I've seen and maybe you guys can both reflect on this as entrepreneurs. Mhm. A lot of times when people start something and they're not actually serious about it, but they're, they're, they've convinced themselves that they are serious, what they're actually looking for is a reason to stop or reason for it to fail. They're looking for the first big thing that they can reasonably blame this, yep. the failure of this project on. So they relieve the burden of quitting. Yep. How do you got, but at the same time, the other side <coughs> of that coin is insanity is plowing through challenge after challenge, brick wall after brick wall, 
with nothing improving, nothing getting better, and maybe you're just bailing water out of a ship with no bottom, right? Yep. So how do you guys, as entrepreneurs, know when to when to like balance? When to hold them and when to fold them? It don't matter. Speaking yeah. of, yeah. Personally, you don't fold them. Period. <laughs> Never fold. It's kind of like the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Like it's so. Like you were talking about, are you are you bailing water out of a ship? Well, your ship is your mission. I mean, and if you don't have a mission. Personally, I mean, I don't think you have a, I don't think you have a company. I think you have an organization that does something and cool, good for you. I would never want to run one of those. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to run a vehicle for change, which is what Woodchuck is. It's a vehicle that has a mission about putting nature back into people's lives and bringing jobs back to the U.S. Now, I'll, I'll bail fucking water out of that ship my entire life if I have to, to get it to float. My mission as a captain is to sail that thing in the right direction. So uh, basically, I think as an entrepreneur who's really passionate about what our mission is, I, like – don't get me wrong. I love Woodchuck as a company and, and the brand itself, but that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to put nature back into people's lives and bring jobs back to the U.S. And whether or not Woodchuck is that vehicle or whether that cool. it's that ship for change, cool. But but if it's not, then something else might be. See, that, um, that's good for me to hear because I thought you were sort of going down the path of like, I'll do this thing until, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. And I think you will as I will, but I have, I think in the last couple years, especially realized like, Oh, my, I am purpose driven and I will find a way, but it might not be in this vehicle. You know, sometimes there are things where it's like, Oh, this has seen its day. This is like done. And I need to, in order to move forward and to actually bring about change, I need to kind of switch gears or pivot or, or change that thing. And I think that is the, the mindset that we're talking about. And it's that, that purpose driven, uh, mission. And, you uh you might close your company down that thing might fail in two years but you as a person are going to keep moving and yep. you'll start something else right yep uh, and the mission will live on uh you were you made, you made me think of like i had a period when i was doing tedx the i was doing the branding for tedx hennepin avenue and i was working on the last issue of green room and i was so strung out like busy and just crabby and like I was blaming everyone and like I had a moment after all of that, like after we shipped the issue, issue three and we had the TEDx event and I just remember during the process, I was just blaming everyone else like, oh, you're wasting my time. Oh, my time is so valuable. And I realized like I had to take a step back and go, oh shit, like maybe I took on too much and maybe I made the process a little bit unbearable and I was the problem there, which was like a real tough thing to do. Oof, that look in the mirror, right? Yeah. We never like to admit that we're the challenge, but sometimes it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ever experienced anything like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think as like uh, another trait I think that you have to acquire is being humble, uh, especially like as someone who's trying to build a team when it's not just a one-person show. You really have to learn how to be humble because – you have to build a team of people, um, and a lot of times you're, you're going to think that you know how to do it better, even though you suck at it comparatively. Mm. And you have to realize that you also can't do everything at once. So you you have to give up some of that freedom. You have to give up some of that responsibility. And one of the, one of the biggest challenges for me, look, having to look in the mirror, was like I had to give up a lot of the things I enjoyed doing, but it was 
to further the mission. Like I can't literally go be making all this product every single day and then also running a company of 15 people. Uh, I have to learn how to, I have to learn how to sell. I have to learn how to tell a story. I have to learn all of these different things. I have to learn how to give up responsibility and trust. And that was one of the biggest, that was one of the hardest things for me to do looking in the mirror. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I kind of slightly went a different route. I was starting to build something that would resemble a company, like more of an agency. And I was like, selfishly, I want to go put the wood on on the flask. I want to go put the wood on the phone. I don't want to keep getting further and further from it. Um, So I think like, but at the same time for me, it's like, if I know, if I know that I'm happier doing this, that I actually want to go do that. And I don't want, at least right now, I don't want to be building this thing. And it's like, maybe it's better for me to do that instead of like putting myself in a position to like, like I got crabby, like I got shitty with those guys when I'm not doing that stuff. It's like, I, I'm not good to work with. So yeah. 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 Just like, that's a weird thing though. It's like, it seems like you have a bit of like a familial, like sense of responsibility. (coughs) Yeah. I mean, you gotta like that. You have to make up your own mind, right? Uh Like, so like I absolutely could have done that. I absolutely could have said like I want to be closer to actually and continuing to make these things mm-hmm. and that could have happened. It could have been a two man show and I could have been continuing to make the things and we could have had, you know, mediocre success and I could have lasted until I was 75 years old making wooden shit, right? Yeah. Like that's absolutely it. That totally could have happened. Mm-hmm. Totally could have happened. Hey, still could. You could it fire still the, could. Fire those guys. <laughs> exact job. <laughs> exactly. But I, I decided like I had a calling uh, bigger than that. Like yeah. I, I wanted to do something different. And even though like my own selfish self said like I want to do this and yeah don't get me wrong like I get crabby as fuck sometimes um, and like sure. have to go like do something epic to like relieve my stress. Uh-huh. Um, but. I decided that I wanted to make a bigger change. Like my, one of my missions life is literally bringing thousands of jobs back to the U S how am I going to do that? I'm for sure as hell not going to do that. Literally hand cutting out all these cases. Right. So I, I had decided to make that uh, change and I decided I'm going to have to step up. I'm going to have to continue to learn. I'm going to have to continue to fail. I'm going to have to get sued. I'm going to have to lose money. I'm going to have to make money. Oh dude. So many times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. No, what, yeah. So sometimes the best way to illustrate <laughs> the topics that we talk about are through practical applications so yeah. maybe if you don't mind if you can even yeah. like sh- maybe share one of those stories one of, the, one of the major challenges you butted up against in bringing this company from like you hand gluing them to something that's got a lot of momentum and a lot of yeah yeah i mean I, i'd be curious to hear a little bit more about the timeline in terms of like when did you hire your first employee like what it so and when did you get sued yeah, give us this. Tell us about it. Well, when I guess what what of the many times I guess. Um, well, okay. So the first first thing is when I started, it was myself, uh, and I did that for about like four or five months. Um, just kind of still in school or out of school. Them, uh, still in school. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in school. So. Actually, no, that was more like three months probably. And then I talked to my buddy who was a kinesiology major, literally had no idea how to start a business either. We started making them together, um, started just kind of going out selling them to friends here and there. Uh, that was probably for like two months. Then we got a rep and, group. And this is phone phone cases at this just point? Just phone skins. Okay. Yeah. Phone oh, cases. yeah, yeah. Okay. And that goes on the back of the phone with yep, some sort of adhesive. Sticks on with adhesive. Cool. Yep. So, um, 
So we did that and then we started to land retailers and then Best Buy reached out to us uh, about six months into that. So it was, and then we started hiring employees and then we went through this huge rebrand and huge failure in Target stores. Uh, Oh, oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. And then... uh, (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Yeah, so so, okay. So basically timeline, so continuing that timeline. Well, so wait, tell me about the Target thing. you, You failed how? Well, yeah, so I'll, I'll get to that. I'll, okay, but okay, timeline-wise, okay. so it was me, uh, my buddy Kevin, and then we brought on another gal to help us with accounting because um, literally neither one of us knew how to do anything like that. Yeah. And then uh, and then we brought her on, and then we brought one other person on, and then we stayed like that for about a year as we rebranded. We got into Target stores, realized it wasn't a good fit for us. Um, we hired two really expensive PR agencies, one on the East Coast and one here in the <laughs> Twin Cities. Uh, lost our asses uh, majorly paying them to promote our products in Target yeah. and um, basically PR, <laughs> yeah basically had to we ended up pulling our product from Target and uh, wow it just wasn't selling yeah it wasn't selling we didn't have a good enough back structure around it some of the distribution deals went wrong um, and some stores had 100 units some of them had zero units oh, uh, so oh that's it's hard to sell when you don't have any units on the you know uh, what that is that old business saying that old it's business saying when there's no product. Uh, but yeah. I think a true entrepreneur yeah. can sell without a product uh, well, nah, it's that's a philosophical. Yeah, right. Well, so, so that's not great. So, so yeah, a lot of challenges. And you're probably out of pocket, right, with inventory oh, here. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It they, was, do they have a PO, and then you're like fulfilling it, or how yeah, does that work? And, and yeah, so with distributors at that point, I mean, it was a uh, literally we had no leverage, no negotiation, no nothing. Um, uh. So lost a lot of money in that deal. Lost a lot of money on PR, uh, and set, and we were sitting there. Uh, how like, much did you put into PR? If I might ask, uh, over. 30,000. Yeah. Yeah. Dog, you got to call me next time. And for a startup and for a startup, that's like a million dollars. I mean, it's like so much money for a startup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, (laughs) so that happened and we're sitting there like, well, fuck, we should either a, we got to close it up, which we're not going to do or B, we got to figure out how to make this thing work. Uh, so at the time we had a couple jobs from different companies where they said, Hey, can you put our logo on, um, Uh, some uh, stuff? And we were like, yeah, sure. Yeah, so we we started doing that kind of here and there. Started working with a couple different companies and um started really actually focusing on who we wanted to be selling to and who was actually buying our product. Um and we found we started finding out that it was this well-educated, uh very a person that travels more often, likes USA made, likes something unique, likes natural things. Um and we started finding that the demographic was actually a lot older mm. than we had originally started with in college bookstores and things like that. So we started getting in into a couple of these high-end fashion stores that sold to them. And uh, from there, just kind of started plugging away one store at a time here and there. And then uh, started working with companies one at a time until we started realizing this huge, huge uh, market in corporate. Yeah. Okay, cool. I want to dial back a little bit and because I think a lot of people starting out with stuff that they're very intimidated by the money side of things. Yeah. And also people really suck at that. Yeah. Like so bad. Especially I, I talked to a lot of like creatives and a lot of like freelance types or we people who want to be. We are the math, the number crunching type. We <laughs> yeah. are susceptible for fuck ups. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so how did that like 
did you like money wise were you did you have some capital you were working with were you ba- like were you selling units and then using yeah. that to fund the business or we were cash flowing for a, a i mean we were still cash flowing technically uh, yeah. but we had friends and family invest yeah. uh, about $70,000 oh yeah uh but at the time we had a big PO from from Best Buy so that didn't really yeah, it okay. wasn't like that it was just a cash flow thing right it was more like yeah. a, they're borrowing us the money for packaging, which yep. ended up turning to be in a, a terrible situation as well. But um, <laughs> there, there was a lot of things. I mean, and, and I guess none of these were really terrible situations because we learned from all of them. Right. And, and at the end of the day, and again, that kind of comes back to the mindset of, yeah, we lost a lot of money. We failed quote unquote, but what is really failure? Because we learned from them and we're not going to do them again. And we structure better deals now. So now we win. Totally, man. It's a yes mentality. Yeah. I think that's the people I know who are the most talented and who are the most successful, I think, are people who will just say yes and then go figure out how to do the thing. Yep. You know, I think that's like, and also that to me, like I get scared shitless when I say yes to stuff that I don't know how to do. But if you basically like hold a gun to your head and force yourself to, not in a depressed way, but like, yeah, no, no, right, right, right okay, thing, okay. I just want to clarify. Someone <laughs> yeah. who I forget who I'm quoting said before, jump. It was probably me. Oh, right? No, yeah, that's, uh, well, I quote, my, one of my mentors had sent me that, but I think he was quoting Sally Hogshead. I'm not sure. Gotcha. It's a pretty ridiculous We're last like, name as well. You should get up with her. <laughs> no, yeah, but one of my mentors sent me that, like, when I was starting the, um, the, my first studio, Les, and, like, he just sent, sent, like, jump and a net will appear. And it's like, that totally is the mentality. It's like, yeah, you, a net will appear. Yep. I mean, or you'll die. Like, I mean, <laughs> and so either way, either way, you might, might as yeah. well jump, you yeah, know, exactly. over and yeah. over and over. Well, and that's a mindset that not everyone has, though, and not mm-hmm. everyone wants to acquire, really. I mean, that's a thing you realize, uh, like, going through life, you, you'll find the those people then though that have that mindset mm-hmm. and that it's it's definitely a different mindset because most people don't like that feeling most yeah. people like comfort most people like having a consistent xyz every day mm-hmm. and that's fine that's just different and that's it's a it requires a different mindset to be an entrepreneur those people unless they change your mindset yeah. which i think is possible i think it is possible to change it i don't think you have to be yeah. born with it um but you have to have that different mindset and that's all there is it's, to it. it's slightly masochistic honestly it's like you have to be comfortable with some pain. And oh, you have yeah. to you kinda you have to fall it, you have to fall in love with it, yeah. Because as it's you gotta said, drive you. like yeah. your challenges are not behind you. You've yeah. got massive failures <laughs> in the future, right? Oh yeah. You expect that. Because you have to. Because if history is any teacher and it's the best teacher, you're gonna run into shit that you hadn't anticipated again. Yeah. yeah. I find like a dark comedy sort of mindset helps me get through that sort of stuff it's like everything is meaningless but it's also so meaningful it's just like pretty funny when shit goes wrong because you're just like all right this is just like one more like line in the in my bio that yeah. makes things a little bit more interesting of course why wouldn't the packaging be a disaster why wouldn't i get sued <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Reason, right? yeah yeah exactly so tell me about the sue suits I'm trying to think about what ones I can actually talk about. Sure, um, don't, don't get yourself in any trouble. Yeah, I mean we we've had actually them. we've had like a, a decent amount. Here's a deal with like suing is, and you'll learn like as an entrepreneur, you can get sued for anything. You don't even have to do anything, and you can get sued. And yeah. it's it's funny, but it's that true. could be a decent sucks. business model. Just start suing. Actually, I mean, there are some assholes who do that. Literally, like, that is trolls, a business. Yeah, right? absolutely. So oh, um, I'm flicking off the mic right now. He's giving a very avid finger to yeah, the mic. Seriously. I don't know what the microphone did, but okay. Well, it's it's more what it represents. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, you learn that 
you literally don't have to do anything and you can be so, so in one situation, I won't like, I can't talk about the exact situation, but I'll talk about kind of the outcome of it. So like we literally didn't do anything. We got sued for $60,000. We're like, we know we'd win this if we went to court, right? Because we know we didn't do this and the contract stayed exactly. We we were in the right, but it was either a, we fight it in court or B, we pay them and we try and come up with a settlement, right? Oh my God. So, <laughs> that's so, like my nightmare. Because then you got to choose happens, ch- time versus money, right? Exactly. And that's exactly it. Money. So it's money versus money. That's why the goddamn patent no trolls like win. Because it's like. And you have to pick which, which one's litigation. the Litigation. It costs so much goddamn money. So, oh. Exactly. So they sued us for 60K. It would have probably costed us 40K if we would actually went to court. We knew we would have win. Ugh. We would have won. But um, because of the situation, we couldn't have countersued because it would have just looked really bad PR-wise um, because of who the company well, thank, is. Thank God for those PR consultants. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> and then uh, so so basically we decided to try and settle, and the settlement that we ended up bartering down to was $15,000. Fuck me. So, so they just robbed you. They so just robbed you for fifteen k. It's either you pay $15,000 or you pay $40,000, which and one you want to do. And time, right? And time. So which one do you want to do? Damn. damn. And the energy. So that sucks. It seriously blows. It's so bad. And all you can do is laugh about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. literally. All the right mindset person can do is laugh about it. Exactly. There's plenty it, of people who would be cratered by that. And, and yeah, so that sucks. Don't get me wrong. Cash flow wise. And I would have loved to pay that 15K to some of our vendors or given some of our people raises. Or, or vacation. Or, yeah. Or hired a new half a new person. But instead, we have some jackass company um, that wanted to get a few more dollars and grace the wheels, pay that. Damn. You know so, what? But hey, they're using it to pay their employees, so. Well, no, well, who knows? I mean, I'm sorry. I was just trying to look on the bright side <laughs> there. <knows? laughs> yeah. Not fuck but, those guys. But, exactly. I mean, but that's just one of the things. That's just one of the things. Yeah. And it's like, you, you don't understand that as That's the thing though, mind, right? It is. That is it, the ability. It's like short-term <laughs> memory. The ability to just put stuff out of your head and just move forward. Yep. That's the thing. People get so caught up in the narrative of what's going on and like so distraught by yep. that. So I think a lot of people faced with that situation would just call it quits. Yep. So, I mean, and that's, that's the other thing too, that, so, okay, that sucked, right? Absolutely. Let's at least learn from that at mm-hmm. a minimum. That's a really expensive lesson. That's like going to a four hour class and paying $15,000 for it. But that's a really good four hour class that I'm never going to forget. So whenever I structure a deal yeah. from here on out, I'm going to have mediators in between uh, and make sure we have, uh, me- uh, uh, what the fuck is it called? Yeah, it's mediation oh, yeah. uh, before our, litigation. Our, okay. Yeah, mediation before litigation. Yeah, it's the new right. the new woodchuck yeah. like tagline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, that's what I'd say. About wow, that. poor fella. But no, but not, not poor fella, right? Because ah, yeah, yeah. He's, in his own words, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's happy to have learned these lessons. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. I would like to talk about maybe something I would call self-imposed challenges. That mm. being um, constraints that you put upon yourself or your company or your project because you think they produce something tangibly good. I'm looking in the example of Woodchuck at the fact that you guys only want to source things American, right? Create yep. American jobs. Yep. What led you to that and what kind of unique challenges, temptations to the contrary have you Ooh. had in attempting to keep true to that? 
Um, I mean, it's more expensive, right? To, it's so much more expensive. <laughs> it's so much more expensive and it's so much more difficult to, to make shit happen. I mean, everyone, TM. even high-end companies that like to purchase our product um, would obviously like it cheaper, right? I mean, I that's mean, just like, that's just how it is. So you, so you have to explain to them the value of like what it's doing and, and where that money is actually going um, because they... Right now, and the other thing, I guess, with that, so yes, huge, huge challenge because there's other things that they could be buying with that money. However, um, you have to, if you're going to have something that's more expensive, you have to still have that value proposition. It's not just, we're made in the USA. Cool. Honestly, 75% of people don't give a fuck, but I give a fuck. And I also want them to buy the product so we can actually have a business. So I have to come up with a value proposition that's beyond just made in USA because it doesn't mean everything. Yeah, really. yeah. Exactly. Not everyone's going to have the same moral attraction to that that you do. Exactly. So what's our... What's, <laughs> Especially, you know, uh, people abroad. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, when actually, funny thing about that is is a lot of abroad companies are actually more more passionate about USA made products than even USA made oh, USA companies. Uh, because it means quality. Yeah. Um, but anyway, to to that point, um, with uh, with the uh, higher you know price on the products, we have to have a value prop. So what's our value prop? Well, most promotional product companies can't get you product for a few days, or in some cases a few weeks, or in some cases months. If you're talking, you have to source everything and ship it from overseas. Even if you airship, you're talking a little bit longer time. Our lead times are anything from a couple hours to a couple days oh. for thousands of units. So if you if you're a marketing company or you're a person in a marketing division, you're always crunched by timelines, right? You're always like you always get confirmation the last minute and you need shit 24 hours later. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. So we strive to push those barriers and break those barriers that no one else can meet. So it's pretty similar I feel like to me like in terms of my clients like I what I represent to them, which is like kind of like a wolf from Pulp Fiction style, right? It's like, you call me, I'll make it happen. Yeah. You know, it's like, that. that is a valuable uh, proposition. Absolutely. That's a valuable value prop. Absolutely. But I think you illustrate a really good point in that having a, a good and respectable and commendable mission, which I think Grant and I and many other people listening and everywhere else can agree that wanting to keep jobs and products yeah. American, that's commendable. That has very real benefits but to make that happen, you sometimes can't just rely on the strength of that message. Yeah, right? no, absolutely not. Yeah, no, you, there needs to be more for the people that you're selling to that don't care about that. Yeah. Because yep. yep. I mean, well, it's like, I don't know, I guess I do, I feel good when when the company, like I look at like a Warby Parker. And it's like, oh, something feels right about that. But first off, it's like the product is great. That's why yep. I will even give a shit. Yep. You know, I think... that's kind of to me at least as a consumer like that's number one i don't really kind of don't care i mean i care i it 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 will push me over the edge but i'm not gonna go buy your thing yeah 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 Yeah. um and i mean it seems like like i do like i said i do have the the woodchuck flask and i love it it's a nice flask. it smells really nice it's got a good odor to it yeah wood smell is i mean (laughs) for all the flaws of my apartment and they are numerous and yeah yeah the fact that it's all original hardwood floors and molding, it just kind of makes it all worth it. There's just something about wood, man. Just something about it. Feels it. crafted. So I guess the moral of that story is if you're going to inbuild challenges for yourself, like keeping it American for one, be ready to inbuild the solutions. And yeah. yours is having a strong value proposition that you can sell on top of that. Absolutely. 
So we're talking about America. We're talking about American made. Talk about the American dream. America. Baby. Talk about the open road. Talk about winning your hair. <laughs> Are we? We weren't talking about half those things. Well, but, I think. But maybe we will be in the near future. It's evoking that sense to me. I feel it. Kind of. Uh, every week, Ben, we have a segment we call the Off Topic Topic, the OTT, uh, where we like to mix things up, kind of get off the subject before we get back on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're talking about getting on and off motorbikes. <laughs> getting on and off. Motorcycles. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Hello, Choppers. Moto. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, so you you sent us an email just before you arrived. You said, I'm on a motorcycle. Were you sending that from your motorcycle? Yeah. You I was were... at a stoplight. Okay, all right. It said, I'm on a motorcycle. See you soon. <laughs> and we were like, wow. All right. Well, we found our OTT at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, what about motorcycles do you love, my friend? Uh, I love the fact that it's you and what you're... It's basically you and some a couple of controls, um, and you get to kind of go wherever you want. So, like, I love racing through roads. I love specifically Decker Canyon Road, uh, Decker Canyon Highway in California. Um, Check that out. We'll show notes. We'll show notes. Yeah, it's pretty epic. Um, I mean, I love basically th- that's that for me is like my place where I can like let my mind rest be in in not really rest it's focused on something else so it has to not focus on that so like street bikes and and dirt bikes are something for me that i'm able to just completely i have to be fully focused on what i'm doing so i can actually release and that for me is something that's a lot of fun that's powerful and what kind of bike are you on right now Uh, i'm on a jixer out there I don't know what that is. Uh, Suzuki, Suzuki GSXR. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Jixer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have, uh, you got any like underglow on there? Oh no. Do you do any? Do you do any illegal street racing? That yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Oh, confirmed. Wow. Great. I was is that an exclusive. <laughs> there is this dude that. Oh, you're was, serious. Was. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's this dude that was uh, telling me to rip a wheelie on the way over here. He's like, oh, because everyone, whenever you're on a street bike, is like, ah, oh, rip some wheelies, yeah, you know? Yeah. Bruh. So I, I rode one for about a block and a half. Hell yeah. Wow. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll go out uh, on the street. We'll take a video of that. And we'll show notes that video. After yeah, this. We're certainly not. That is definitely Have not. you seen, um, you should watch a documentary called 12 O'Clock Boys. Uh, it's like about these bike gangs, like bike and four-wheeler gangs in Maryland. And it's like all about like if you watch the trailer, it's pretty epic. Maybe we will show notes that it's like he's like this this little fucking kid. He's like I think he's like thirteen or something, and he's like a leader in one of these like motorcycle gangs. And he's just like you try and, you try and get it up to twelve o'clock, and he's like just shows him doing really like straight vertical, really badass. We did a story about them in issue two, issue two of Green Room, I think. I've read that. Yeah, it's on my coffee table right now. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, that's cool. It's, we love people who are passionate about their hobbies and passionate yeah. about the ways that they tap I, out of their brands. And I think I've actually, and I think I told you this, I'm like, I'm in the market. My dad's like a huge Harley guy. So I think I would not be a street bike. It'd probably be more like an old school chopper. Do they call Cafe it? Cruiser. Cafe oh, Cruiser. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dave, yeah. You know, you can you know those guys, you know, David Cafe Racers of Instagram? Uh, no. No. Okay, cool. He's, he's, um, he runs a Cafe Racers of Instagram account. And it's like huge account. He's that sounds awesome. Ro- good homies with Roy. You know Roy, yeah. Roy son. Oh, um, yeah, uh, that's a. You should go check them out. They're like doing some really cool stuff. And those cafe racers are so badass. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think I could get down with that. Um. So, what's the best way in? How do I get in? You know, How if somebody was like trying to get game? into like yoga or something, I would say, you know what? Just let me take you to a class. Let's just go to one class. Let's see how you like it. 
How do you break into motorcycles? Do I? Are you gonna give me a ride on your motorcycle? That that'd be kind. That's of, what I'm asking. That'd be <laughs> really That's all right. Um, so I would say, well, a couple things. Like if you're actually serious about it, yeah. and you really want to do it. Yeah. Um, go take one of the uh, motorcycle safety classes. I know it sounds kind of like no, you know, it's cool, panty, but like you have to do it. Yeah. Um, because even like I've been riding bikes since I was a little kid, but I learned so much in that class. And then all you have to do after that is take a 30 minute temps test, and then you have your motorcycle license. <laughs> that seems like a little a little easy. Yeah. yeah. Almost a well, little. Well, it's too a, easy. it's a full weekend. It's a full weekend deal or whatever, okay. and you have to actually pass it um yeah but you can you can slip the instructor some cash right? yeah yeah i mean just yeah a little check um so, so they don't provide a motorcycle for you do you, you they gotta, do oh. they do yeah yeah oh to test on like a little like a little suzuki gz or whatever a yeah just a jixer jixer, jixer two <laughs> jixer three jixer thousand oh thousand nice yeah CC. love that bike great ccs <laughs> does it nah whatever. i'm the worst okay Vinny, can you take can you uh, well, I'm a shit driver and I'm shit at riding a bike. Real so bad. I think... Really bad at driving. I, I don't think why that can be said enough. To, why every time I say it, do you just, you're supposed to like, one of us goes hard in and the other one's supposed to lay off. Like either I'm supposed to lie about how good of a driver I am and then you call me on it or I say I'm a shit driver and you go, ah. Oh, okay, okay. And I do want to add like, you'd think like, oh, you're a shit driver. You'd probably make up for it in other ways. Like, oh, he's probably a good navigator. No, absolutely shit <laughs> navigator. Every, Got us lost time. like so many times. Every time I've been in the car with him, we there was a certain point um, on this trip we took called Careers Go West where Jake and I just agreed to not have Vince drive and we just took on the extra driving because it was scary. It was scarier for us to have him drive than to yeah, be tired. Yeah, I've been like there. Okay. Yeah, I've been just like that. I'm not a dangerous driver. I just suck cool. at it. And yeah. every time I bring this up, Grant gets meaner. Ben, meaner you seem like the kind of guy I'd go driving with. You're, you're just an absolute. <laughs> okay, so ass. tell us tell us about how you feel about uh, motorcycles. Uh, love them. I, I I will. I don't have. I don't feel like I am uh, too qualified to have much of an opinion on motorcycles because. I've never been on one. I wow, really? I'm not a good driver. No, I'm not a good driver. My pops also, used to let me ride to, with him. Yeah, you used to, were you on the back? Yeah. Like, or are cool. you on the handlebars? No. <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> do fuck that? Are you talking? About? No, I was on the pegs. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, right? <laughs> that would actually <laughs> be kind of fun. Uh, and I also am not that great of a bike rider. So I mean, the combination of the two is just kind like of a, just a, a yeah, pedal like bike, two two wheels, like a bi bi wheel bipedal uh, velocipede. I think is what the kids are calling. Uh, it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, how about like a scooter, like a razor scooter? That I could do. I actually want one of those little motorized scooters to get to work about. Cool. It's like a forty-minute walk. So. Cool. We'll get you one. What does that mean? No, I don't know. no, we won't. All right. So you're not a fan uh, of motorcycles. Feels like uh, you're dancing around it. It really man, feels like well, you're dancing around. Because I'm in a motorcycle room. I'm in a room with two people. Who I like swear, I've heard you describe them as like death traps. I I think. Wow. Okay. This is gonna. Oh man. This is getting bad. But you, yeah. you called me out too far already. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Pretty sure they're. I my personal feeling is that they're pretty unnecessary and they're a, a danger to the rider and, and the drivers around them. But as with everything, uh, one man's opinion should not inhibit the freedom of someone else to Look enjoy yeah. what they really like. Feel, so, that's pretty philosophical. But you you do think like they shouldn't be allowed <laughs> and no one should. If I had my way, I, they would be illegal. <laughs> I feel like but, I if. If we lived together, I'd be sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> well, you've been a total dick to me over yeah. the last five minutes, but yeah. I think it's it made good radio, right? Right. Crickets. And you insert know what? the cricket noises. Uh, yeah. To our editor, insert the cricket noises, and then insert the uh, off-topic topic outro music here.
No, we don't have that. That's not <laughs> we a thing. That. No, <laughs> We're sorry. Uh, we kind of get off to promising things that we don't follow through on. It's actually like I get a jump of joy if I ever listen back and I hear us like over promise something. Hey, don't let me in. It's always you. Let's be fair. But uh, on, on a closing note, it is cool to meet people who are passionate about their hobbies. Yeah. And I think passion is something that if you have it, it starts to seep into everything you do. Totally. And part of, I mean, right? Part of the what makes you a great entrepreneur makes you the kind of person that wants to ride a motorcycle, right? You are, you are you're insane. You're immune. To you're the honestly sort of risk, insane, right? right? In some ways, yeah. you you like risk. You risk, get a rush. Risk is comfortable. And, and totally, it seriously is. It's it's like your your life. And whenever I'm like in normal comfortable situations, I like absolutely hate those situations. And I understand now how normal people feel when they're in the situations I'm usually in. Cause it's how I feel when I'm like in a room, like watching TV with like, you know, at seven o'clock at night, I mm-hmm. like want. I just like cannot handle. It's it. like it's venturing on humble brag territory, but I know it's not it, right? I mean, it really is though. It's like a genuine thing. It's like I don't want to live normally. Like yeah. I'm just, I get off way more to trying shit and like pushing it. Yeah, I don't think it's like a binary, right? It's not like either you're a comfort person, you're a risk person. You just want to find the environment, the in golden which mean, you ex- excel, right? Yeah, and it's different yep. for different. That people. is, that totally is, and I, I think that's like how I would explain it to some people who are like, like, think your motivations are different, or like think you're. Like, oh, you know, if, if you work really hard, it, they like it say it almost like as a badge of honor. And it's like, no, no. It's like, I just get, a, I like love this. Like, that's awesome to me. It's like Absolutely. way more exciting. Absolutely. Well, I think we've already done it. But with that, we should jump back into the hell of an OTT. Uh, yeah, top 10. A, yeah. Top five? I mean, yeah. It's high up there. It was top good. three? It was good. I'm not willing to make an on the spot judgment. Okay. When he leaves, though, we should. Top, it definitely top twenty though. Yeah, easy. Wow, easy you you downgraded it. Okay. Well, no, I just I'm being safer with my initial read. Uh, All right. We like to we like to wrap the show in the same way every week, which is we ask our guests if they'd be so kind as to answer us two questions. These questions are in order. How can our listeners support you, Ben? Van den Weilenberg. Close enough. I was pretty close. Close enough. Okay, hold on. Ben. Ben Vanden Weimelenberg. That's it. That's dead on. Boom. Vanden Weimelenberg, right? Okay. Yep. Right. That's it. Ben, how can our listeners support you? (laughs) Secondly, if you would like our listeners to take one thing away from your time on the show, what would you want that to be? Cool. Well, yeah, I'll start with the thing that they can take away from the show. Um, Whoa. Okay. Breaking the formula. Right. Whoa. Typically, we do it in the opposite Whoa. way. Whoa. Okay, yeah. that was number two. But you know what? Hold on. I'll allow it. Vince? Sure. Okay. Hey, we'll allow it. Yeah. It's a first. Fleetwood Max said. First, first and foremost, uh, if you want to journey out on this entrepreneurial journey, if you want to take your idea, if you want to break out and do something different and you're sick of what you're doing now, you have to understand that you have to change your mindset. Your mindset has to take challenges as opportunities. It's literally those three words, challenges as opportunities. It's as simple as that. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be able to obtain that mindset. And if you can't, I'd recommend not doing it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but it makes sense, right? Because a lot of the things, I don't consider myself an entrepreneurial spirit. And I don't think I'd ever, I sometimes I like to start new things. Sometimes I like to be part of startup projects. Yeah. But I, I have no real desire to foster this idea from nothing into this, into something with huge momentum. And a lot of the things you've described today as challenges 
I are completely harrowing to me. I would want no part of it. I wouldn't want no part of a thirty thousand dollar retail disaster or a sixty thousand dollar lawsuit. It just doesn't. It just doesn't appeal to me. So it's good advice, though, right? You have to be yeah. willing to take some really <coughs> shitty situations with a smile and be ready to mine them for valuable lessons and insights. Exactly. Otherwise, you are just simply not going to make it. Yep. Yeah, you have to fall in love. You just have to fall in love with the process. I think it's. <laughs> It's going to happen over and over and over and over. You're going to fuck up. You're going to fail. And it's like kind of scary to just realize. Like One of the scariest things for me is looking back at my work or looking back at something like two years ago, one year ago. And I'm like, God, that was shit. That's yeah. so bad. And then I'm like, and then I have this realization that, oh, God, no. What I'm doing right now is going to be shit or it, it is shit. I just yeah. don't know it. I'll know it in two years. Yep. And you, you can, like, drive yourself crazy. But then it's like there's something really beautiful about that. Yep. And you, if you fall in love with – you you also realize, like, this is all there is. As in, like, the work and, like, the process of making the stuff and, like, our lives. That is That is what we're doing. And so if you don't love that, then, like – I think some people are so focused on the results and like awards and accolades or the, the things that come after hard work. But I think that most of the people who get those awards or who get that success quote unquote are people who don't, their their motivation is not for that. You know, it might be the thing that got them started. You know, I want to win an Oscar or I want to do this or I want to build this. But the thing that keeps you going, the thing that sustains you and bounces you back from challenges is is that process it is that motivation that comes from a place of like wanting to do shit yep i think uh one of the quotes that i remember the most i met up with charlie and larry who started to me luggage i don't know if you guys are familiar with that oh yeah so um i I asked nice stuff yeah i asked larry and it's extremely expensive so do you have a hookup yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, totally. Great. Um, uh, prison touch, but yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. So, so Larry said, I asked Larry, I said, so Larry, when did you realize that you guys made it as a company? And he said, I don't think we ever realized that we made it. I don't think we ever real. I don't think yeah. we ever did make it. I said, what do you mean? You're the most successful luggage company in the world. I mean, to me is world renowned. Yeah. It's the highest it's end like the luggage best, that you right? can yeah. get. Um, and he said, I don't think we ever realized that. And he said, I think if we would have realized that, we would have failed mm-hmm. because then you become complacent and realize you're the best. And I, and I think about that all the time. Yeah, you well, have to sorry. like trick yourself. You have to trick yourself into like almost like, yeah, oh, not well, enough. Really I got to get this. I got to get this. It's what's the next thing. What's yeah. the next thing? Totally. Well said, man. Well said. Well, how, how can our listeners support you, dude? Um, honestly, go to woodchuckusa.com. Go to the website. Look at the stuff. Use offer code ten thousand hours for one hundred percent off your next purchase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for these don't two guys to pay, for these two guys to pay for everything, you just promo yeah, if you code use ten thousand hours. Offer code, it'll come out of an account we set. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, go to the website, look at the stuff, yeah. uh, use it as gifts, and also if you have connections or if you are someone that purchases uh, gifts for your company, mm-hmm. that's what we do. You guys make some really cool stuff. I think. Uh, like the journals, those yep. are awesome. Woodcover yeah. journals. Oh yeah, those big are fan. Sick. Also, I, here's another thing. We didn't get into it. I kind of wanted to, but what I have appreciated about what you guys have been doing is like I see you guys actually trying to innovate and actually trying to change things. Like yeah. the pocket squares. Yep. I mean, it's a small thing, but it's like, oh, okay, they're thinking about new ways, not yeah. ways to keep this moving. Yep. And it's not just like oh, we had some success with the phone cases. Yeah. Maybe we should just keep doing that. Yep. <laughs> like, no, you're moving forward. Right, exactly. 
Yeah, we uh, we do wooden wall interiors now, which you should get your logo. Oh hell yeah, decked out right here. What do you is think what that you would run, do? What do you think that would run me? Uh, probably like one two grand. <laughs> that's pocket change for you. No, that's, that's awesome. Pocket change for that's you. awesome. You I just about? like I'm kind of just. I feel like maybe for a corporate situation, that's a little bit more applicable. Well, let's see what the let's see what the ten thousand dollars offer code will get me a check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll just come out of that account. It'll just come out of that account. But uh, I mean, yeah, we're doing all kinds of stuff. My motorcycle outside is woodchucked. Um, get out of here. Yeah, we. Yeah, you yeah. We have check. drones. Uh, we've woodchucked drones before. We've, ah. We're actually making some drone bodies right now. Whoa, um, dude, that's yeah. cool. We were shooting. I was telling Vince before you got here. We were shooting on a drone last night for some aerial shots for this music video. It's real well, fun. We could woodchuck it. I don't see yeah. it wouldn't necessarily help us with the shot, but I like the idea, you that, know? And I like that you're using it as a verb. Yeah. For woodchucking. Wood oh. Woodchucking the world. Our, our goal this year and, and our kind of mantra this year is we're woodchucking the world. Nice. A woodchuck in every garage and a... <coughs> On every desk and every pocket. Uh, <laughs> ben, thank you so much. I'm not even going to do the last name anymore. That's I'm all right. For That's ben. all right. It's only Ben. How about Benji Joe? That ben- works. What about Benji? Benjo? Dude. Oh, you should work As with them. As in banjo? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That, hey, there's an idea for you. Ba- uh, banjo, do the wooden shoelaces. I was going to say... Are you familiar with banjo? No? Banjo. I was going with banjo. Yeah, woodchuck a banjo. Oh. We could make banjos. You can make them out of wood. Customized banjos. That's kind of sick, actually. Uh, <laughs> anyway, before we go too tangential, thank you so much for you joining bet. us, for coming into the studio. You bet. Real Fun treat. conversation. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good insights. And you're doing cool work, man. Thank you. Thanks for you you're putting Minneapolis on the map with that shit. It's like really Absolutely. cool. Agreed. Keep rocking. Agreed. Can you maybe sign us off? Yeah, we got one more request for you. Let's uh, do it. We, we sign off the, the episode every week with a ship it, which is our mission in Macho. And we only ever hit one of your, four, one of your five words, so we, we really fucked that. I up. feel like we did have a quality podcast. We were Sorry, that's not one. Okay, proud to have you on the show, America. Hey, there you go. Okay, yeah, that's America? number. That's the okay. second one. Jeez, really? We, we, I yeah. think so. Um, our products Hustle are natural. Natural, yes. Nature okay. from nature. Yep. It was a very natural conversation. Yep. Design. Yes. Design. Yes. Wow. Wow. Is that winning? Four. Or? That's four. Okay. That's um, four. Wood. Wait. I. What do you guys have so far? We've got design. design. We've got natural. natural. We've got. Uh, America. America. We've got quality? No, it wasn't one. That no. really seems like it should nope. be. Authentic. Uh, Authentic. Yes. And Honest. True. Real. Uh, 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 lead us somewhere here. Uh, smart. Good, clever. Uh, uh, dedicated. Ooh. Wait, I'm trying to think of what the hell passion? One you guys are Passion? Missing. Support? No. Fuck. Standing behind our products? What do you, what do you guys... Hold on. You got Authentic? Authentic. American. Well, American. Design. Design. Natural. natural, natural. Passion isn't one. No, or you guys should have some passion. Maybe, maybe I should actually know these better. <laughs> so wait, well, do you, is there a fifth? There is a fifth. We'll I'm, show notes. We'll show notes. For fifth. <laughs> All right, hey, right. it'll be now, the the only now. unclickable show note. It's just gonna be the word. It's gonna be the cliffhanger. We'll 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 bring that back at another time. Yeah, we'll get you on. We'll get you on episode. Okay, we'll, we'll get around another episode for sure. Yeah, perfect. Down. Top twenty. He was a top twenty. Easy mode. Uh, but could you? Could you actually sign us up with our mantra, which is ship it? Uh, and all you got to do is is with your best rendition, say ship it into the mic. So if you want to take a moment to kind of yeah. think about how you want to do this. You, and... you don't have to. You can just fire it off too. All right. So you can say just ship it into the mic.